box, office, refund, box office refund podcast. Hello and welcome to box office refund podcast. I'm Nico Bell. And I'm Ward. And we review low rated movies. And decide if the critics were wrong. Ward, how you doing tonight? Well, I have to ask. Are we there yet? Okay. That's already starting off strong. I mean, ice cube! Okay. Oh, boy. All right. We watched Are We There Yet? It's also our first podcast of our new format, which is because we're just so busy, obviously, with our lives. We're cutting it down from four podcasts a month to two podcasts a month. And this is our first one. Our first of our new bi-monthly podcast. And for those of you that are concerned about, oh, am I not going to get as many awesome reviews? No, we're just going to cut out the weekly watch or... B-side. B-side. Do you not even remember? I don't know what we call it. Oh my gosh. No, I don't. What is it? B-side. Well, you know, there's a reason for that. I don't know. This might be too much history for the podcast for our listeners. But I really... I was the one that really pushed this B-side weekly watch thing. Because I used to do it on my old podcast I had too little time for and retired. And so I really wanted for this podcast and you agreed. And then now you've disagreed and you're ending it. But... It is not in there. I'm going to bring it back <laughs> on one of my podcasts. I'm not sure which one, but it's coming oh, back. Oh, wow. Okay, yes. I need an outlet to discuss what I've watched okay. over that's perfectly fine. You can do that. So, can I can I plug one of my two podcasts? Really? You're going to start with plugs of your other podcasts? I mean, just in case people want to follow this. You know, they're like, oh, I'll only listen to this podcast for the weekly watch. If you're not doing that, fine. Just, done. just hurry it up. So, I'm just giving just people a glimmer do. of hope, this little ray. I'm not sure what podcast is going to be on. It's probably going to be on CrossNetflixStream.com, which is the podcast Cross Netflix Stream. It's a great, well, I'm not going to say it's a great podcast because it ended a couple of years ago, but apparently it's coming back. Some pieces I got to put together. Just let me know when you're done. You're done. All right, okay. I'm good. All right, so we watched Are We There Yet? Woo! With Ice, Ice Cube. Cube! Let me tell you, this got 12% on Rotten Tomatoes, so I feel like this is right up our alley. <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly surprised about that. I mean, I'm not going to argue this is a good movie. It's terrible. But it felt like it really kind of captured something about the aughts, like just Cube style, the, the way this movie's put together, the, the way the you know, plots pushed forward. It just felt very aughts, you know, very out of touch, which the aughts were. So I'm surprised it's that low. So I'd feel like more people would like that. Just, you know, I mean, I was like, man, Cube dressed so cool back then. Like, that's how I wanted to look back in that time. Not now. I've Have progressed. You? But back then, man, like, Cube was the man. I hated every character in this movie with a passion. They found them all to be annoying, obnoxious. I wasn't rooting for anybody to have anything good happen to them, including the children. I could not stand that girl. Oh, I hated these kids. These kids were terrible. But you know, that's the thing. That's like the one thing I appreciate about this movie. It does not waste time on character development or like plot development or nuance or anything. It's just like, let's do a bunch of jokes of a man getting hit in the crotch. That's all this movie needs. And they, they ring that bell over and over and over again. And then sometimes they just hit him in the head, too. You know, because hit him in the crotch, you can only do that so many times. You gotta spread it up. This movie, it's one note. Yeah. Painfully. So. There's so many movies where kids act up against adults, or kids, like, don't want their one parent to get involved with people. You know, all sorts of stuff. Well, let's, let's be honest. Kids don't want their one parent to find happiness or enjoyment yeah. out of life. They want to torment their parents and everybody else. These kids are psychopaths. They are criminal. They should have been charged. Yeah. And it's just that there are other movies who have actually done this trope pretty well, and this one Pet hated Cemetery. it. Did it hated really it. Well. 
hated this one. Child's Play. Another yeah, one the, you know why? It's because even though they tried to have the kids have a redeeming quality and they tried to make a little bit of a sad story on why the kids act up, it never hit home for me. I never once felt sympathetic for these children at all. Right. What was their sad well, story? Well, that their father had moved on. That their father had left. Yeah, but we know why. We saw these kids. We know why he moved yeah, on. Yeah, I mean... The dad is the victim in this story. Okay, we'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> so, yes. We have terrible kids that basically don't want their mom to ever find happiness and love because they believe yep. that their mom and their dad are going to get back together. Again, any other movie well, might the have kids pulled this either. off, but no, not this one. Well, just a broad overview. Can, can I? Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure, go ahead. So Ice okay. Cube <laughs> plays Nick. He's a ladies' man. And he, I mean, the movie wants us to believe it's love at first sight. It's pure lust. He sees this woman, and Nick hates kids. And if he'd run into these kids in this movie, it's understandable. And so to impress this woman, because he only wants to marry her and make her an honest woman, he's going to take the kids and pretend to like them for a road trip. Which is stupid in but itself. As much as he hates yeah. kids, as much as he knows how terrible kids are, he thought, well, how bad can it be? I see the goal. The goal is that woman. I can make it work, and it's tough. It's tough. Well, the whole even idea that they had to take this road trip was really stupid, and we can get to that. You didn't say his nickname. His nickname is Nick the Quick. I don't even know if you picked up on that. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, they, they do that multiple yes. times, because he's not a long-term guy. It's just Yes, quick. and his best friend is Jay Moore, which I appreciate, back when Jay was which? doing movies and comedy and things of that nature. Arguably one of the better performances in this movie. Uh, yeah, I'll give you that. Although I would say Tracy only... Morgan did have a very good role in this movie as the voice of the bobblehead. I mean, yes, that that was going to be my my alternative to the other breakout role was Satchel Paige as played by bobblehead, and that that is such a puzzle. Like we're introduced to the bubble bobblehead, and the bobblehead starts to talk to Nick, and Nick talks yeah. back. I've just I was like, was this a different time where this magical realism? happens and this happens a few times and every time just a bewildering if not more so that he's conversing with a bobblehead it's very odd so weird he pulls it out of his pocket several times to chit chat with it and get life advice well he didn't pull out of his pocket it's in the car yeah but later once the, the car desk. meets its demise oh right, really he pulls it out of the pocket and talks exactly. to it. i'll be honest once the car blew up I was kind of done with this movie. I mean, I was I was done long before then, but at that point I was really Yeah. Done. Which is handy, because it's right at the end. I will say, I watched this with my kid, and he actually enjoyed it. He said it wasn't that bad, it wasn't that good, but he laughed a couple of times. I really did not. I did not enjoy this. I didn't like her as a character. I thought she giggled way too much. I don't know. She was just too helpless the whole entire time. She's trusting her kids with a guy that she's just met. like With a stranger. Yeah, with with a str a stranger. yeah I think that's fair. With a stranger. Well, I think it's a stretch, though, to say that you didn't like her character. That implies there was character built there. She's, in essence, a cardboard She player. really is. I mean, it's like, it's like, you know, you go to the grocery store. I don't know. I don't go to the grocery store often. But back in the day, you go to the grocery store, and in the beer aisle, you'd have like the cardboard cutout and the one in the bikini. That's what she is in this movie. If you had put a cardboard woman in place of her, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. What grocery stores were you shopping at? I don't think I've ever seen a cardboard bikini model in a beer store. I don't know. It's been a while. I don't know. I'm from the South. That may play a part. 
I'm sorry. I just <laughs> I had to wrap my head around that. Okay, well, we can, we can talk about some of the stuff that happens in the movie. But you know, you know, it's amazing. You had mentioned how this got an 11 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. This did spawn a sequel and a television series. Well, so did Sharknado. I mean, we're not really like setting the bar high for things that. Well, yeah, but I mean, Sharknado is just like this apex of like this terrible idea that's so crazy you can't say no. Well, this one. It's a tornado of sharks. I mean, come on. That alone, who cares? I don't care if my neighbor made the movie, I would watch that. I think for kids, like I said, like my, my son enjoyed it. And I think that that's probably why it did so well. Or, I mean, why they Is this for back. kids? Kids, You've said many times that kids don't have good taste. So we can just go with that. Well, I felt like this was more a cautionary tale for um, men considering parenthood. <laughs> okay. All right, so let's talk about the setup for this on what makes this long car ride possible. So the woman who I'm looking for her name. Well, uh, you're like, you're getting a little ahead. I mean, there's a couple of things I want to touch on early on and just illustrate how terrible these kids are. Oh, okay. Because uh, in the very the very first well, scene, yeah. it's not quite in media res, but it's close. And this is, it really feels like it's falling on the heels of Home yeah. Alone, you know, these Rube Goldberg designs, which I thought, okay. This movie's going to be stupid, but if there's these complicated tricks and traps, at least that's semi-amusing. Unfortunately, that just happens in the very beginning. I mean, these things don't work in real life. That's fine. So we see this guy that's going out with the kid's mom, and, I, you know, they, they torture him. I mean, it's assault. He should have went to the cops and reported them. But there's this neat thing, and I don't really know the why, but they throw balloons out, and the balloons have white glue in them. Which I've just never considered such a thing. I don't know why. I don't really. That's the thought. Oh, they're going to apply that with like feathers or like something that's going to stick. No, it's just white glue. But it also illustrates that these kids are psychopaths. Because you have to be uh, an evil person to fill a balloon with glue and bombard somebody with it. An adult. I mean, these are kids. Where's the respect? Uh, I'm sure the mom's having a tough time raising them. But these kids, I'm not even going to blame the mom. These kids are like Satan spawn. That's not her fault. (laughs) She can't control that nonsense. But uh, it's just, I don't know. And, you know, going back to Home Alone, like the first Home Alone, I think that's an awesome movie. I enjoy it. Like the kid's fighting criminals and he's, you know, doing the best he can. In the second movie, these this kid's creating, this is Home Alone 2, he's creating death traps for criminals. Like it just takes it to like this layer beyond. And I am, I have to wonder, was Saw, were they inspired by Home Alone 2? Really? I think it's possible because it is, Devious. I mean, the first movie, oh, it's funny, they get hit in a paint can. In Home Alone 2, they're getting pelted with bricks from nine stories up, and it's just, it's painful. And anybody says, oh, Home Alone 2 is better, I question everything about the movie. Wow, you really went but on anyway, a tangent I'm here one, to talk about, like. are we there yet? Okay. Uh, it's, it's, well, I think Home Alone is a, uh, a foundational piece of this movie. I think this movie exists in part because of Home Alone. It's like, oh, man, Home Alone's cool. We're a little late. We're 10 years late, but I think we got something here. Yeah, I mean, I did think the same thing. I had those parallel thoughts. And you are right. They are very much monsters, and they set that up right from the beginning. Um, what else did you want to talk about from that opening act there? Um, Ice Cube. You know, I just I love this the fashion sense back in the day where you were just a rolling billboard for a sports team. I love it. I don't. We don't do enough of that anymore. I want to see more people as rolling billboards for sports teams. And the crazy thing is Ice Cube used to be an NWA. And that was a very, uh, just a hip-hop group that set a lot of trends, that were very 
brash in their lyrics. And then to see Cube in a movie like this, it's such a juxtaposition. But the fact is, he broke out with Friday. I think that was his first role. I know he wrote that movie. Uh, and it's just, it's wild. And he's got a Lincoln Navigator with spinners. You know, oh, spinners yeah. are not a thing that exists. Your car stops and wheels keep spinning. It's a feat of physics. It's amazing. Science was so far ahead of its time back And then. that car is basically like his baby. I mean, he loves that car, which comes into play, of course, when the kids systematically break that car apart. And, but, like, early on, Cube has just got this car. He's at a crosswalk. This small, adorable little kid is crossing the sidewalk, drops his books, Cube honks the horn at the kid because he hates kids, and then jumps out of his car ready to fight a <laughs> child. I love it. Like, man, if we're going to see a fight, a fist fight between a man and a kid, we don't. But I really thought we might. This is Cube hates kids. The movie, this movie is very concerned that we as yeah. the audience are complete morons. <laughs> Many times, Satchel Page is like, yo, just so you know what's happening, Cube has a moral dilemma here, and he's deliberating. That's why he's not talking. Like, yeah. They come out and explain so many things. It's so insulting. And I guess this is good yes. for kids. But even kids aren't this stupid. Like, kids don't need this level of explanation. I agree. But like you said, it is a kid's movie, and it is a younger kid's movie. Like, you could really probably take, like, a seven-year-old to see this. And they... That's interesting you say that, because this is rated PG, but I would say it should be PG-13. I mean, the violence, so to speak, is more like Home Alone violence, like you said. I think back then it was, like, fun to have, you know, kids beating up adults. So, I, I think it was... Kids assaulting adults. Well, let's be clear, it's criminal. <laughs> yes. I mean, just because it's kids doesn't make it cute. It's not lesson that it is criminal assault. Okay, so we talked about the bobblehead setup. We talked about Jay Moore. He sees... Whatever her name is. I can't, I can't find her name. Suzanne or something? I don't know. He sees... Suzanne sounds... Okay, we'll go with that. He sees Suzanne across the street, instantly falls in love or lust and wants to get with her. It's lust. Um, it can't lust. be love. Love at first sight does not exist. Yes. And he's walking across the street to say hi to her, and then her kids show up. And he looks at this face of disgust, and he turns and he bolts back on the other side of the street. Because smartest decision he made the entire movie <laughs> he should have just like left it there, like yep i'm done but he goes back and he actually he didn't even want to you know he had this moral dilemma where satchel page explains to us what moral dilemma is yeah. and uh the the this is the awesome thing i love about that after he picks her up yeah this woman suzanne she's on the side of the road raining of course um yeah and yeah you know, there's a problem with the batteries like i don't know man electricity and water and i was like oh my gosh is this movie really gonna play yep. he gets an electrocuted joke and it does. He goes flying like 30 feet across the screen. It's stupid. But then he drives her around, chauffeurs her around for, I don't know, a couple of weeks. And I just wondered, is her car still sitting on the side of the road? Does she have any intention of fixing the car? Because if it's the battery, it doesn't take that long to fix. I mean, it's a, you get a battery, you're on the road again. There's no problem. Yeah. So I think the car's still sitting on the side. I think the car to this day is still on the side of the road. Wondering how much time passed because that's really the only sort of montage we see of the two of them falling for each other, and all it is is just opening and closing doors and letting her in and out of the car. So, oh uh, no, 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 that's that wasn't it. It was to showcase the man's wardrobe, <laughs> and I was digging it. Like I, I think this was actually Cube's actual wardrobe. I mean, I saw like Pirates hat, Twins jersey, Detroit hat, Detroit jersey. It's all baseball. I love baseball. I was loving that. Probably my favorite sequence in the movie. Fun fact. So Cube, I think he's Nick. I'm just going to call him Cube. He runs a sports collectibles place. 
I don't think that would survive no. now. I guess arguably it would survive then. Would it survive enough for him to have a navigator? No. I don't know. Who cares? But he says he ended up in, where are they, Oregon? Yes. They're in the Midwest. Yes, Oregon. And he says, oh, I was playing um, for the Portland Beavers. Mm-hmm. And so I looked up the Portland Beavers. They were a AAA-affiliated baseball team for San Diego Padres back in that time. They, that team no longer exists now, but that's a real team. I thought the level of detail the writer went to to get that fact right, like when you view the rest of the movie, is really amazing. Can I just kind of say that I'm so impressed that you were looking stuff up from the movies that we're watching? <laughs> because I feel like I could really phone stuff in, and you're just way on top of it. Good for you, Ward. <laughs> Well, that, that is, it's a confluence of a couple of things. I love baseball. So, like, if he had said, oh, I play for a football team, I wouldn't care. But when he said baseball, I had to okay. If it wasn't for that, I would not have Okay, because, I mean, you really, like, you said something and you looked it up. Good for you. On a terrible movie. That's <laughs> impressive. Well, I mean, you really had to drill down because the Portland Beavers, they don't exist anymore. And they've been affiliated with a couple of different clubs. So I had did a lot of research. I, mean, I spent like two or three minutes. Wow, that's that impressive. Up. All right. Yeah. So we are to believe that the two of them have fallen for each other in some sort of way. Although she does say that. I don't think well, so. I mean. She just likes having a man drive her around at her beck and call. I mean, his friend's like, you're in the friend zone. He's like, I don't get in the friend zone when he's obviously in the friend yeah, zone. Yeah, for sure. And she says like, you know, I have my kids and you don't really seem like a kid person. And, you know, so we're kind of setting that. And yet, when she said that, she was like, nope, I hate kids. Yeah, for real. Uh, we just say to a lot of But, time. okay, so she gets him to drive her to the airport. And this is really what gets everything started. So let me let me see if I get this right. She got Cube to drive her to the airport so that she can go do her job, I don't know where, Toronto or someplace like that. The kid's dad was supposed to pick up the kids and fly with Wait, we're supposed to, like, take him for the weekend or something like that? But he called and said he's sick and he can't take the kids for the weekend. So she's going to lose her job if she doesn't get on that specific plane at that specific moment in time. Like, Checks ex- out. Definitely okay. checks out. So she's like, I, I cannot, I can't do anything. If I go back and I try to get a sitter, or if I go back and I take my kids with me at this moment in time, I will lose my job. So Cube is like, I got this. I will take your kids. Well, actually, he says, I will make sure your kids get on a plane to Toronto later today to be with you. Because he's not going to get on the plane. Like, I got no problem. I'll drive to the airport and yes. leave. I got it. <laughs> Which I appreciated that, actually. I thought that was really funny. And then... <laughs> he's like, I will even slow down at the airport. I'll, I'll, I won't make him jump out of the car at high speed. I'll slow down for him. That's how much I care and about And she's just like, no, you got to go with them. You can't just have two kids on an airplane. Although back then, you really could just have two kids on an airplane. They would have been fine. Uh, well, no, no, that wouldn't have been back. Well, I guess it depends on when this movie was made. I mean, um, the airports got really strict in 01. This movie was made in 05. Even when this movie was made, the airport should have been relatively strict. That's true. So she was like, well, you got to go with them. And he's like, oh, okay, all right, all right, I'll go with them. So we're to believe that she had to get on that plane at that very, very moment, that the, that she would lose her job if she didn't, and he's going to go back, pick up the kids, go to the airport, and they're all going to get on a plane and go to Toronto. And just to, just to take a step back, the only reason he agreed to go with the kids was because he cares about the kids' safety so much, right? Of that course. was his he loves, Yeah, obviously, okay. he's beginning to love these children indefinitely. It was lost at first sight. Uh, oh, wait, oh, kids, I should say lost at first sight. Uh, Not Miss Folk. Does this podcast get edited? Do oh, I, edit I've stopped editing. Here? Sorry. So you got to be really careful. Because uh, I need that part edited. 
Okay, so they, um, oh, all I have in my notes is gets John, oh, okay, okay, I remember what happened. So he had given the little boy a corkscrew as a quote-unquote gift when he first met the little boy, because the little girl who's a little terror was like, all my mom's men bring us gifts. So he was like scrounging around his pockets looking for gifts to give the kids. He should have shut that entitlement I down. I that was crazy. That, that was his first mistake. You don't give in. you got to remain steadfast. And that was his first mistake. Once he did that, those kids knew he was easy. It was so stupid. So he reached into his pocket. He poured out a corkscrew. He gave it to the little kid. So now they're at the airport, and they're going through security. The little kid puts the corkscrew in Cube's jacket pocket. What? Before we get there, on a sign, the sign, it's strictly prohibits corkscrews. Yes. I'm not sure there's signs in the airport that are like, no, no, you cannot take corkscrews Yes, in. It just seemed a little pointed. Then again, everything about this movie is a little yes. pointed. So he's afraid he's going to get arrested for having his corkscrew. He puts it in the pocket of Cube. Cube goes through. This is a, It's infuriating, though, because the kid looks at a trash can, yes. looks at Cube, looks at a trash can, and then puts it in Cube's pocket. It's like, little kid, you're trying to travel this, man. Like, it... it it's going to mess up your travel plans. These kids are just so stupid. These kids are irritating. And I, you know, they should have been the villains vanquished at the end. That The fact they weren't, this movie's terrible. These kids, I don't, there's nothing redeeming no, about them. I there, don't care. There really isn't. Saying. They're kids awful the terrible. whole entire time. But he goes through security. They pat him down. They find the corkscrew. And then out of nowhere, like three security guards run onto the frame and just tackle him to the ground. Perfectly appropriate response. And then... He would have had to go to the hospital after that encounter. Um, I want to back up. When Q picks the kids up from the house, uh, I've had to point this out, there's nothing like a horny elderly person wearing velour. And this old lady who's the babysitter is like all over Q, slapping his butt, which is assault. you can't do that. Uh, But, you know, that's just a time back then where we thought old people being horny was funny. (laughs) Because obviously once you're old, you can't have feelings or desires you just you're a walking corpse yes, pretty much in velour you're right yes that was a nice joke um anyways they get kicked out of the airport or they run as fast as they can and so now they got to take a train and this is the point where i'm just like oh man we're gonna go through every mode of transportation trying to get these kids up to toronto oh, and that's gonna be obnoxious but they try to get a train and this is stupid they missed a train because the kid's shoe is untied do you remember this yeah, and it has to be tied a certain yes. way. And then, I mean, at this point, it's like, if I'm Cube, I'm just leaving these kids on the train tracks called a day. Like, I'm never going to see that woman again. Like, it's over. There's a lot of fish in the sea. She's not the one for me. Like, I would just bounce. He didn't. So kudos to him for not bouncing. But I feel like he needs to be like, all right, the reason I'm not bouncing is that a lot of these kids will be child endangerment, and I do have a sliver of conscience to let these kids be horrible monsters. But I don't know if this is before I have this shoe. But, you know, it's not a travel comedy unless somebody gets peed on. The little kid, you know, pees on a woman in the bathroom. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. You're right. That happened. Hilarious. I mean, I thought that was just hilarious. Oh. I was I was creating clips and copies and, <laughs> you know, screen grabbing it. Because, man, it's just so hilarious. People getting peed on. Love it. Because, of course, like, in Which, again, you know what? That, movie, that's assault. Yeah, too. a little kid has to have to have some sort of accident and has to go to the bathroom super, super bad. Which he does, like, three times in this movie. This kid in this bladder really need to get this together. But they miss the train because the kid's tying his shoe and he has to do it perfectly. And they end up, like, the kids end up getting on it. And then Cube gets on it. But then the kids get off because the little boy left his superhero 
toy on the ground and they don't tell Cube that they got off the train. So Cube is on the train and they're off the train and the train starts moving and that really annoying daughter is just like, what does he want us to do? I don't know what to do. Do we run after the train? Like, they're like laughing. They're laughing at the fact that they're about to be separated from the only adult in the city that knows where they are and cares <laughs> that they're alive and is trying to get them to their mom. I hate it. They were so obnoxious. And the fact is, they have some place they need to yeah. go. Like, it doesn't behoove them to miss the train. I mean, do they really just want to travel for a week? What kind of kid thinks that way? You know, I mean, again, we're looking very deep in this movie. This movie is rubbish. It's garbage. It's stupid. But you know what? If they're going to put it out, I'm going to criticize Well, the it. next thing that's so stupid is they take, they're, they're, like, in the car now, okay? So they finally decide to drive. And, of course, they're messing up the car, and they're going to drink in the car and eat in the car and destroy it, obviously. But they get a phone call that goes on speakerphone, that's Jay, saying something like, are you stuck with those stupid bratty kids, blah, blah, blah. And the kids hear it, and they look at each other like, did he really just say we're bratty and stupid? Oh, now we're going to get him. And I was just like, maybe a little self-awareness at this point for these children. (laughs) Like, you are obnoxious and bratty, and you have been tormenting this poor guy the entire movie and now you're gonna start to like be annoying like at this point i was just so checked out i couldn't stand him well i mean they've caused cube to miss a plane a train they've ruined his car in multiple ways uh, i yeah of course they're terrible kids i mean i thought jay moore's actually being nice in that description i thought that was a very nice way to put it because i would have said much worse things about these kids these kids are terrible but the worst thing they do comes up when the girl is driving in the back seat with her brother and they pass a trucker and she takes out a piece of paper and a marker and writes help us and sticks it to the window of her car and the trucker sees it so the trucker thinks that cube is holding these kids hostage and kidnapping them like what child does that that is insane and it's insane how the trucker handles it. Like, he boxes him in and shoves him off the road. And then that's, that little subplot, like, doesn't come back until the end of the movie. It's stupid. But I was just like, when she did that, I was like, what is wrong? Who wrote this character? And why did they think that's funny? How many little kids saw this movie and thought that was a funny joke? And were driving in the car with their parents, like, writing help me signs and putting them up on the windows. Like, that's insane. What? But we're still, the truck driver... You know, he gets a buddy, they box Cube in, he's going to run him off the road. Well, I mean, dude, there's kids yes. in the car. If you run him off the road and he wrecks, I feel like you're defeating you're defeating the point here. The point is to help the kids and not have them die in a fire automobile crash. You would think. Uh, yeah, so, of course, okay, so fine. Now they have another problem. Uh, they have to get their car fixed. So they drive it, you know, on all the four flat tires into a, you know, repair shop or whatever, and they have to get their little wheels put back on it. And in the meantime, the kids wander off and hop on a train. Because why not at this point, right? Well, they, they missed hopping on a train before. They figured they are going to write that wrong and hop right. on Right, so they hop on a train. But what does Cube do? He can't get on the train. He can't run that fast. Too bad. But luckily... Oh, no, no. Did... I want to just jump in here because he's he's almost to the train car they're on and he can't catch up. But there are like half a dozen train cars behind him. He could have jumped on one of those and like traveled up the train to them. He's like right next to this very low cargo like platform. He could have jumped on that one. He was right there. 
But no, this movie has something much better in store I for mean, us. I mean, if he had done that, we would have missed out on the horse. On the horse race. Because... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because there's a horse farm there. So, of course, he commandeers a horse, which he can ride beautifully. <laughs> I mean, if somebody's like, Ward, how many stupid ways of travel do you think are in this movie? Like, you know, there's probably a train, yeah. a plane. I'm sure there's a car. I'm sure there's a tractor trailer because they're going to be on the highway. <laughs> I never would have guessed there's a horse travel in this movie. Wouldn't so have thought it. So it surprised you. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> so it gets on the freaking horse. And he actually kind of makes it, like, he does a pretty good job riding that horse, trying to get on. And again, these kids are cracking up. They're not being helpful at all. Like, I would be terrified if I was a kid in this situation. Um, unfortunately, he never does figure out how to get from the horse to the train. <laughs> I will say, if you're watching the horse scene and you're paying any attention at all, um, I enjoyed the green screen effect with Cube on a horse. I enjoyed the faraway shots with an actor that's clearly yeah. not Cube. I don't even think it's not, I think there's a white guy riding the horse. So I love the stunt double. I just, it's awesome. And then at one point, and this is interesting because, you know, Cube and these kids are in essence mortal enemies. But while he's riding the horse, Mom calls like, hey, how are things going? He's like, oh, that's great. Everything's wonderful. She's yeah, it sounds really, I don't know what she says, something along the lines of, like, clackety there, which is just, no human being would say such a thing. He's like, oh, you know, it must be a bad reception. And she says, well, why don't we talk to the kids? He takes his phone, riding a horse, kids in the train, throws it to the kids, like, yeah, well, everything's great, we're having a great time. Then they throw the phone back to him and they go about their way. It's just... It's that was stupid. impressive. Everything about this movie is just so stupid. I think if I was just standing like three feet from you and you tossed me a cell phone, I would drop it. Like, I don't think I could catch it. And they're catching it riding on horses and trains. So. I, I think I think that actually aids them. Like, normally, like, oh yeah, you can't catch a phone, but if you're on a train and someone's riding a horse, it makes it a hundred times easier. <laughs> okay. So if you if ever, somebody ever throws something to you, like you drive it, like, oh, you know, if you were on a horse on a train, I totally would have caught it. Um, so he has to go all the way back to the gas station. And I should say that the kids are on their way to see their dad. Their dad is en route to the Toronto gig where they're trying to get to their mom. Um, so he has to go all the way back to the gas station. He gets his SUV, which now has little tiny wheels on it, and um, sees in the GPS where they're going to see their dad. And so... This is where I think they tried to make this movie have a heart because the next scene is really the two kids seeing their dad for who he is, which is, and here's another thing. So you see the kids standing outside their dad's house and he has said that he's sick and he can't be with them, but he is holding a baby and he has a woman there. And so we are to assume that he has a new family, but wouldn't he have told his ex-wife that he was, like, married with a baby? Like, is he such an evil man that he's never told her? Oh, wow. I didn't even consider the fact that there should have been an information flow one way or the other. That's interesting. I mean, we're going way too deep. But what I have to posit is either the father didn't disclose information or he told the mom, and the mom didn't disclose information to the children, which is even more bewildering. I don't think anybody in all this movie ever thought past, like, oh, man, we got to have a way where the kids realize their biological dad is trash. And they really should pick it up when he skips out and picks them up from the airport or drop them out, whatever he's going to do there. I don't know how it's going to work because they've traveled a long way. The dad is on this end of it. How is he going to be on the other end? I don't know. I, the logistics of that make no sense to me. But, again, I don't think anybody consider that. Yeah, I do agree with that. When, like, I don't know what 
his like he was gonna fly to Oregon and then pick the I don't know but yeah I thought of that when I saw that I was like that was an interesting choice on I don't know the producer or the writer because they could have just made him with a woman like a really you know and that would have just been he's with a woman and that's what I expected to see you know like a sexy scene and obviously he didn't want to be with his kids because he had this girl that he was with but they made it that he had like a family and I was like surely he's passed that information along and then if she didn't pass it on to her kids that's kind of evil because her kids are under the impression that they're going to get back together. I don't know. It was weird. It was weird. They didn't have to do that. It was a weird choice. Uh, you know what would be like really cool? Oh, gee. <laughs> if the kids saw that, and not only did they realize what their dad's about, um, but they had a moment of self-reflection and thought, oh, do you think dad started a new family because we were so terrible? He wanted a family he could actually love. <laughs> that would be so great. I wish Cube would have said that because he appears out of nowhere. I mean, he's like oh, an man, hour behind these kids, that. and he just appears from the bushes. It's just like, oh, <laughs> uh, I can see it now. Like the kids like peering in the window. Cube comes up, arm around <laughs> each one of the kids. Like kids, do you ever think your dad had to start a new family because you were so terrible? He wanted children he actually love. I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I would have loved that. That would have been amazing. Uh, and yeah. then, and then even like pulls Satchel Page out and says, like, "Yo, kids, <laughs> check it out. He's right." They're like, whoa! I talk about my head. He was like, yeah, he's <sighs> That would have been amazing. This movie, man, I would have loved the end of this so much more if they went with that. That would have been just because awesome. I think we are to believe that this is probably one of the big moments where Cube starts having affection for the kids, or at least that's what we are. I, I think what the intent was. Although I do not believe he ever cared about these children ever. Like there was never really a moment oh. where I was like, oh, now we all are friends. You know, like that never happened. What? But I, I didn't think it was necessarily an affection moment, but more like there's just some common ground. Like, but they all three know what it's like to have a dad that kind of loves yeah, And so I thought it was just common ground. Not so much like, oh, he really cares about him now. I mean, they kind of push that towards the end, but only because a movie like this, you have to that at the end. I mean, it's not, there's no foundation here for cute actually like these kids. No. I mean, they are terrible to him, to everybody. Yeah. We forgot to mention that the little boy has asthma because we're getting to the. To the part where his asthma plays a role in the plot. I don't know if you want to say that. Not at all. I wanted it. So he has his inhaler. um, And I I don't know where he has an asthma attack. I just remember that he has an asthma attack and his inhaler is empty. And they need to get to the pharmacist to get it refilled. But the pharmacist is at a weird candy-themed fun fair in some sort of gymnasium. For Christmas, right? Oh, was it for Christmas? He's dressed as a clown for Christmas? Is that right? I don't know. All I know is I don't know what was happening in that town. I, I don't understand it, but the pharmacist was dressed like a clown. There were, like, people in sumo outfits wrestling. There was, like, lots of candy and sugar. So I think it was some sort of, like, fun fair, like, circus carnival thing that was going on in the town. Yeah, but in this in this whole movie taking place between Christmas and New Year's, isn't it like a New Year's party the mom's putting on? Is it really? Because there's snowmen later in the movie. Wait, is it really? Is it really like a season? Aren't there snowmen? Oh. Uh... At the ice rink, are there snowmen? There are snowmen at the ice rink, but it's in Toronto, so I figured, you know, it's cold. <laughs> it's Toronto always has snowmen going around. I, isn't that snowmen, what it is it must like be that? Toronto. Like snowmen and moose? Isn't that like what people in Toronto do? <laughs> That's all Toronto does, right? Oh my gosh, you know what? You are right. It is New Year's because they talk about kissing on midnight. Oh yeah, right at the end, they kiss on New Year's, so right? So wait, so wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> so is that a Christmas party or a New Year's party? And either way... Wow. So this 
this weird town funfair thing <laughs> was a Christmas circus event <laughs> where the pharmacist Or it could be a New Year's town? circus event. It's hard. To, I mean, technically they're closer to New Year's, New Year's than Christmas. I, I can't make sense. That, I don't know. I mean, I think they just needed a reason to put a bunch of kids in those amazing. Oh, and for her to sing. For the little girl to sing her song. Oh, yeah, she did do that. Yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. Okay, well, we'll we'll go with that. Um, So the pharmacist is dressed like the clown, and he has to go back and refill the prescription so that um, the kid doesn't die of an asthma attack. Good stuff. Okay, and they they eat a lot of sugar. Kid throws up in the car, of course. At this point, the car is really on its last leg. Um... But then they have to, you know, go to the side of the road and clean up the vomit, and uh, they see a deer. And this is another one of those moments where I feel like they tried to have a heart-to-heart, because Cube, this is so stupid, but Cube gets the little boy to feed the deer a cookie, which, let me just say, kids, you really shouldn't be feeding wild animals anything, Uh, but I guess it's like a kind of a father-son bonding moment is what they were going for. And then the little girl takes a picture, and the deer goes bonkers. Which is the moment I mean, when my son was cracking up, I gotta say. That's it. putting it mildly. Like, what occurs here is just so far beyond the realm of physics and biology. That I, I, sometimes I just don't know what this movie wants me to believe or wants me to think about how the world works. Like, I get it's just for a joke, but it's just so beyond the realm that I'm just puzzled. Like, what do they want me to think here? That a, a flash makes me yeah. crazy, jump on tiny legs and start boxing a human man? <laughs> I it don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what part of that is the joke. Like the fact that a man's getting beaten up, that a deer can do such things and just break oh physics. What is the joke? No, I, I think you hit. Is it, it all there. the joke? Is it a joke on me that I'm watching this movie while this is happening? Yeah, that's that's crazy. He does win the fight, so that's something. Uh, and then um the oh, and then the car gets caught on fire. Uh, I think because of the I don't know. He has like a lighter. It's just. It's the dumbest thing ever. I can't remember why he, why what he's doing with the lighter because I know they're cleaning up the car. Oh, he's maybe he's looking for, for his something. keys. And he has like his keys, what? I think. They're... Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. So the lighters are flame. He sits it down in the car and just leaves. I'm like, okay, I know exactly where this is going. Like, no, not even a stupid person would do yeah. this. It, it's just it's so hamfisted. I mean, this whole movie is just so. But here's the moment terrible. when Cube is like, okay, the car gets, to- like, literally blows up, okay? And then they're sitting on the log, and the kids start crying and saying that it's all their fault, and they're terrible kids, and I'm like, yes, you're horrible, you're monsters, you're correct, yep. let's move this along. But Cube is like, no, you guys are nice, or whatever. So this is the point where we are supposed to believe that a transformation has happened, where he now has warm feelings toward these kids, and these kids somehow realize that they have gone too far. I don't believe for a second either of those things. <laughs> they did not prove either of those things. But that's what what is set up. So now we're at the point where everybody is on the same team and they like him. And I think they even make comments about like getting him together with the mom or something like that. Or I think they're starting to root for him. They're on Team Nick. Yeah, it's hard for me to say at this point my level of attention was just so low. But um, I had to go back to Wikipedia and like had this in the game. But wait, there's more because they start hitchhiking, and who do they get a ride from? But the truck driver who was the one who thought that Cube had kidnapped them because a the little girl put the "Help Me" sign up in the car. So then he takes the kids, 
and thinks that he's rescuing them. And they end up magically at the party where the mom is, and Cube is fighting the truck driver, and they each think that they're kidnapping the kids. This is nonsense. Even as I'm saying it out loud, it's total and utter nonsense. All we know is that everything blows up. The mom is now with her kids. She thinks that Cube's completely irresponsible. She wants nothing to do with him. Um, there's a memory montage. Sure, why not? <laughs> oh, oh, here we go. Kevin has an asthma attack. The little boy has an asthma attack. Um, and Nick gives him his inhaler, and the wife, the woman sees this, but she's still really upset. And so she says, I don't want anything to do with you. I don't want you around my kids. And the kids are sad. Wow. And then there's a memory montage. Uh, I want to jump in. Uh, the truck driver is Al. That actor is MC Ganey. You may remember him from Lost. I believe he was, was it Mr. Oh. Fee or something? Uh, he's in Lost. Yeah, you're right. He's dude that always had the fake go to. Yeah, you're right. He's been in a ton of stuff. I, that's the only thing that's usually. But Nick goes to the hotel where the kids and the woman are staying, and he says that he says he wants to say goodbye to the kids. Now, she lets him in, and he sits down with the kids, and he says he loves them, but just totally not believable. And then he gives them all of his bling and the bobblehead, and she's really he gives him his bling and bobblehead. Yeah, his. Poseidon. Oh, wow. oh, wow. You really checked out, didn't you? That's fine. Like I told you, I had to go to Wikipedia says in it because I don't know. You know what been cool, though? You're like, yo, kids, I'm going to give you this little track here. This is NWA. Great band. Your mom's going to love it. That would be like, there should have been more in-jokes about Q being part of NWA. That would have been great, but nope. Or, you know what? There should have been more good jokes about anything. You know, not even good jokes, just like passable jokes. I don't well, he, she sees him with the kids, and all of a sudden she realizes that he's a really nice guy. And she says, we can't be friends because I want to be so much more than just friends. Well, I think what it was, though, she realized the kids had not assaulted a person in three whole minutes. She's like, wait, what's going on? They haven't assaulted anybody. This is, I don't know what to think here. What must be going on? They must like Yay. him. So they kiss and the kids jump up and down. And that's how the movie ends. Wow. They got a sequel. It was so great. They gave it a sequel. Yeah, they sure did. It was budgeted for $32 million. Opening weekend and made like eighteen five, but grossing in the U.S. and made eighty two and worldwide ninety seven point nine. So, I mean, it made its money back. So why not, right? You know, I'm pretty sure I could have edited this movie down to like a good thirty. It's minutes. only ninety five minutes. That's actually surprising because it felt. No, it's just the same thing over and over. It was. I mean, it wasn't the, it's not the most boring I've ever seen, but it's just it's. Not good. I mean, basically, the writer or writers, they knew their audience, they knew it was kids, and they, oh, we don't have to put any effort into it. I'm like, yeah, you can do that, and it can be passable, but there are plenty of kids' movies, like, um, there's some kids' movie that takes place in a child's mind by Pixar, and there's, like, this yellow person with blue hair. Is it that one where everyone has an emotion, like, there's a sad person? Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. So, like, that's, that's a kids' movie, but they never dumb it down. I mean, that works on kid level, adult level. And this movie could have done some of that. I mean, it, not very few movies can go to the Pixar level. This movie is just so dumb. It's, z- it's zero yeah. effort. They put no effort into it. They could have been. There could have been some much funnier things that. You know, they could have been jokes about Cube that kids wouldn't really get, but I'd get because I know Cube's career. I mean, anything. It, you know, just a sense of realism because realism is all over the place. Like, what's real? What's not? What physics world is this thing operating? Yeah, it was pretty rough. It was pretty rough. Um, so, yeah, 
that's that's basically this movie in a nutshell. We don't do a lot of like family kid movies, so I wanted to get you know I wanted to get one out there, and branch out, expand. Yeah, a little bit, and so uh, so you're welcome. So glad you did. Yeah. Thanks. No problem. Right. <laughs> I mean, as it, as far as it goes, it's not, I mean, it's not the worst that we reviewed. I mean, it's interesting seeing a kids movie like a movie that I'd never seen this before. I knew it was relatively popular, so it's interesting to see that. And just see what bad taste people have. Because I mean, if anybody tells me they like this movie, it, it would be very telling. And I would know to avoid that. Because that's not the case. Fair enough. But I will say, I absolutely love Cube's wardrobe. I was disappointed that with Cube in the movie, there's not a better soundtrack. I mean, you've got Ice Cube. You can't leverage that somehow. Well, they probably wouldn't pay him the money to do that, I imagine. Like, his navigator, the spinners. Like, it's a very cool time capsule sure. movie. This is very of the aught. And, I mean, I think even down to kind of the comedy, like just how lowbrow the comedy is, and just simple it is, it's a little time capsule. So it's neat in that regard. Not neat enough to actually tell anybody to watch this. Never. <laughs> well. All right. Well, I agree. Um, Quick general question. How did you watch this? Did you buy this? Okay. Yes, I did. Well, I rent. Really, oh I rented gosh. it because we've t- we talked about like we for people behind the curtain scenes here. We talked about doing this movie for a while, and I can't imagine I would have suggested if it weren't free at the time that I suggested it because it is not free now. Like I had to rent it. <laughs> so no, you didn't, man. When did you watch it? Like two, three days ago. <laughs> uh, you should have. You should have dropped me a line, man. Um, so there's this awesome site called JustWatch.com, and so it is a catalog of like every streaming service. So I went to Netflix because I felt for sure we discussed these things on Netflix. It was no longer on Netflix, so I went to Just Watch, and so uh, it's this site I've used it before called Tubi TV where this was free. Okay. So you could have avoided renting this. And like as soon as I saw that it was But you realize you realize that Amazon tracks you. This will be on your permanent oh. record. You'll follow you for the rest of your life that Amazon and the forces that be will always know that you rented this. You paid money Listen, for this. I didn't want to admit this, but I now have a category on my Amazon Prime that says because you watched, are we there yet? Oh no. <laughs> Man, but you, there's no coming back from it. You I know. Done. I should have watched it when we first suggested it, when it was free. It must have been free at some point, but it was definitely not free, and I definitely paid three ninety nine for it. So, joke's on me, kids. <laughs> that will follow you, right? You'll never get a good recommendation from Amazon again. <laughs> I have to set up a whole new account. <laughs> it's it's going to be all, like, kids' movies where they're sociopaths and ice cream <laughs> movies. That's going to be all you hey, get. I'm not against. I'm not against that. <laughs> all right. But honestly, Cube's done some really good movies. This uh, he's done bar- Barbershop. People like Barbershop. I've never seen that. But he's done some other good ones. Put Boys in the Hood, Friday, next Friday. Or is it Friday after This next? is now a podcast just talking about Ice Cube's movies. <laughs> so, you know, it may not be bad. Like, I mean, you may not be completely... I'm down a rabbit hole now that there's no escaping. <laughs> All right. Well, you've already plugged your plugs for <laughs> what yeah, you want to listen to. That, that was a service to okay. the listener, just in case they really love the Weekly Watch segment. I'm talking about that it's not dead. It's just transforming like a beautiful Well, hey, listen, life. if our listeners ever want us to get back to it, they can just go on our Twitter at Box Office Refund, and they can demand that we get back to the B-side, and then I will happily do it. But, um, you know, life is just full of all sorts of stuff right now. It's just very time-consuming. So, yeah, we're just cutting back a little bit for now. Who knows what the future will hold? Fun stuff. 
Yeah, because when you cut back, I mean, oftentimes people just come back to doing even more. It's like, oh, I'm going to cut it back to last, but in the future I'll do more. That always, that works out. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much for listening. We are not going to be around next week, but we'll be the week after we're talking about another movie. All right. Thanks, guys. Have you ever thought about it, just instead of kind of like just cut this episode in half and do like half the episode one week, the next half the other week? Just give people something like, hey. We're going to get there. We'll get there. <laughs> All right. Box. Office. Refund. Box Office Refund Podcast. <laughs>